0: welcome back to my two cents podcast this is episode 81 which is entitled madness i'm your host g2 and before i get into today's topics let me read you off the national food days of the week uh today being july 3rd it is chocolate wafer day july 4th it is caesar salad day as well as spare ribs day july 5th apple turnover day july 6th fried chicken day july 7th macaroni day as well as strawberry sunday day July 8th, Chocolates with Almonds Day, and July 9th, it is Sugar Cookie Day. Now, before I get into the topics, I do have some bereavements to announce to everyone. Um, last Sunday, actor Mary Mara died in an accidental drowning. And this is coming from uh, Los Angeles Times. As it reads, New York State Police said that the ER and Ray Donovan TV star whose body was found Sunday in the St. Lawrence River in upstate New York died due to asphyxiation and water drowning. The department cited a post-mortem exam conducted by the Jefferson County Medical Examiner's Office and said that the investigation is continuing. The Medical Examiner's Office did not release any further information when contacted Thursday. Uh, the 61-year-old's body was found by the state troopers near Cape Vincent, New York, close to the Canadian border. At the time, officials said there were no signs of foul play and that it appeared that the actor died while swimming. A family spokesperson told Deadline that Mira was staying at her sister's summer home when the accident occurred. In the article, they listed some of her credits, meaning the movies and television shows that she was in. She was in Mr. Saturday Night with Billy Crystal, Love Potion Number Nine with Sandra Bullock, A Civil Action with John Travolto, and K Pax with Kevin Spacey. They said that she ref- uh, received her first credit on the 1989 film, The Prep P Murder. And last appeared in the 2020 film Break Even. The actress's manager, uh, Craig Doffman, he spoke to the Associated Press and he described the actress as electric, funny, and a true individual who was well loved. Another person that uh, lost their lives this week was a comedian named Nick Nemiroff. He died at the age of 32. Uh, this comes from NBC News as it reads, comedian Nick Namaroth died Monday. His family said in a statement mourning his sudden passing, he was 32, the cause of death was not released. In the statement on Numeroff's Instagram account, his family called him a comics comic who achieved success in his native Canada and in the US. It is with profound sadness that we announce the sad the sudden passing of our beloved brother Nick Numeroff. Nick's dedication to stand-up comedy was formidable and produced amazing results, the statement said. Numeroff's family praised his unique cadence, labyrinthian deadpan, and fresh take on misdirection-driven comedy. You can see that a lot on his stuff, because I had to look up on YouTube, because I didn't know who this uh, comedian was. And once I saw it, I understood exactly what they are talking about, because his uh, comedy was him, like, really just deadpanning it, talking in one cadence throughout the whole tone of his joke and he would just stay like this and you really had to pay attention to what he was saying so you could understand the joke so I understood it right when I saw it um so again I want to say rest in peace to Nick Nemiroff and Mary Myra it's really weird uh because for Mary Myra's situation she died at her sister's summer house when uh she drowned so it's going to be really weird how the sister feels about it I know the sister's probably like crying and upset and all this stuff Is she's had a week to uh deal with this in her head but how do you deal with seeing one person one moment and the next moment they're literally gone it's really weird for that situation and Nick Nemiroff's situation nobody knows at least in the media nobody knows the family probably knows what's up but they're not releasing that so I mean that's a decision that the family has to keep within themselves and not not everybody needs to know everything. I I am on that side of if a family wants to hold uh, what's going down with a certain family member that happened to pass away and don't want to release the uh, results of why they passed or something like that, I mean, it's unusual for a lot of us because everything usually comes out like whenever somebody passes away. So for this situation to go down, it, it's really, really different, but I understand and I respect it because it's a family's decision on if they want to say something or not so again rest in peace to mary myra and mr nick number now on to the topics at hand first i want to get into is well r kelly r kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison for a of federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges cnn reports as it reads disgraced rb singer r kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison Wednesday, following his conviction last year on federal racketeering and sex trafficking, charges stemming from his efforts over years to use his fame to ensnare victims he sexually abused. Prosecutors had asked the judge to sentence Kelly 55 to more than 25 years behind the bars, while his defense attorneys asked for 10 or fewer, saying prosecutors' request was... To a life sentence, survivors of R. Kelly's abuse held hands on and prayed as U.S. District Court Judge Ann Donnelly began reading his sentence. Kelly, who wore a tan prison uniform, dark rimmed glasses, and a a black mask at the hearing in federal court in Brooklyn, showed no emotion. You left in your wake a trail of broken lives, Donnelly told Kelly, whose full name is Robert Sylvester Kelly. In deciding the sentence, Donnelly says she considered Kelly's own traumatic childhood, during which his attorney said he was repeatedly sexually abused by a family member and a landlord. It may explain at least in part what led to your behavior, the judge said. It most certainly is not an excuse. So R. Kelly gets 30 years, and I try to figure out what was federal racketeering. I thought it was this, but I had to make sure of it, and I looked it up. Racketeering is a type of criminal activity in which money is extorted from a victim by force or threat. One of the most common forms is the protection racket in which a criminal entity causes a problem and sells protection against the problem. Another form that's most common of racketeering is money laundering. In brief, it is the process of making funds generated from illegal activities appear to have been from a legitimate source. So R. Kelly is guilty of these two things. I'm not, I don't really have no stake in the game on this, to be honest, because I always knew R. Kelly was a nasty dude ever since the tape of mad years ago. Almost, it's almost been two decades since the R. Kelly tape. And for people to still have one work with him ever since that tape being released and everybody saw the tape that decided to work with him after the fact, I don't understand how you guys continue to work with him, to be honest with you. It's one thing if you didn't know about the tape, but there's no way you didn't. Me as a small child, uh, I knew about a uh, tape because of the boondocks. They made fun of it. And then I had older siblings who uh, was able to explain to me what was up with the tape and all this type of stuff. But if you watch the boondocks, you were able to understand exactly what it was. And you'd be like, oh, okay, that's nasty. Like, how would you continue to work with that? You had comedians talking about R. Kelly's tape. Infamously, Dave Chappelle, he made a skit about R. Kelly's situation. I mean, come on, dude. How do people continue to want to work with R. Kelly even years after the fact? But, hey, that's on you and your situation of life. But he's going to be sentenced to 30 years in prison for federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges. Now, him being a sex trafficker, I don't know. Personally, I can understand him having sex with underage children, underage women. That has been, his always, his motto because he was married to Aaliyah whenever she was uh, 15. Yeah, that was weird. When you think about that, and he was older than her, that was completely weird. But again, uh, him sex trafficking, I don't know, but they probably have some legal documents for that. Again, I don't care. I have no skin in the game on this. I just feel that that just completely is nasty all the way get out. And I think that anybody to continue to work with them after the fact, you do need to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, why did I want to work with R. Kelly knowing what I knew about him? But hey, that's all nor here nor there i do have a question though what is the big difference because i'm about to read you something right here and this is from uh maxwell's thing uh maxwell the former like partner of jeffrey epstein that the courts are basically saying they were partnering up on sex trafficking women uh she was sentenced to 20 years in prison for sex trafficking minors for jeffrey epstein and this again come from cnn Galeen Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in federal prison Tuesday for carrying out a years-long scheme with her longtime confidant, Jeffrey Epstein, to groom and sexually abuse underage girls. Maxwell, 60, did not testify in her defense during the trial late last year, which ended with her conviction on five counts, including sex trafficking of a minor. But on Tuesday, she spoke in court to the victims shortly before the sentence was handed down. Jeffrey Epstein should have been here before all of you. Maxwell said at the podium, her legs shackled. It is not about Epstein. Ultimately, it is for me to be sentenced. Maxwell's Epstein's former girlfriend acknowledged that she had been convicted in the sex trafficking scheme, but stopped short of taking responsibility. I am sorry for the pain that you experienced, Maxwell said. I hope my conviction brings you closure. Prosecutors had asked the judge to sentence Maxwell to 30 to 55 years in prison while the probation department recommended 20 years. Maxwell's attorneys requested a more lenient sentence of between 4.25 and 5.25 years in prison. Judge Allison Nathan calculated that the sentencing guidelines called for about 15.5 to 19.5 years in prison, yet she declared a sentence slightly above that range, noting the victim's disturbing testimony in Maxwell's direct and repeated participation in AR. Horrific scheme. Miss Maxwell is not punished in place of Epstein. She said Miss Maxwell is being punished for the role that she played. Nathan also said Maxwell failed to accept responsibility for her role in the crimes or show remorse. Today's sentence will attempt to acknowledge that harm that Miss Maxwell has caused. Nathan said the 20-year sentence represents a pivotal moment in an international sex trafficking case that stretched over decades and exemplify the ways that the rich and powerful can avoid or at least delay consequences for her actions. Maxwell was also sentenced to five years of supervised release and a $750,000 fine, which her attorney says she is unable to pay. The judge says she will be sent to a federal prison in Danbury, Connecticut. So, she has been sentenced to 20 years for sex trafficking of under... Well, minors, underage girls, and that's only 20 years. Now, we all know she was partnered up with Jeffrey Epstein. That's the way they make it sound, and that's the way it probably is. Let's not get it twisty here, uh, because Jeffrey Epstein had an island, and he has celebrities going on there, and apparently there were girls that were there that the celebrities would uh, mess with. They could partake with, allegedly, because that's what Prince Andrews kind of had his problem with, where... Uh, one of the women came out and said that she had played around with her and she was underage at the time, but now she's an adult. They settled that, I believe, out of court earlier this year, I believe. And that was the whole point of that situation being brought about. And Prince Andrew haven't, hasn't been like shown nowhere over there in England, at least in the photos. Um, so that was that. But my thing is, she got sentenced to 20 years. R. Kelly got sentenced to 30 years, and he did sex trafficking, but racketeering. So they added 10 years more for racketeering. So racketeering, he got 10 years plus 20 years for the sexual sex trafficking. That's my only understanding of this. But again, I am in America. I'm not too dumb about this. Black people, we are kind of looked at as much more monstrous than certain individuals. So I'm not too dumb with this. I just want people to understand what the situation is. Again, black like people, we do need to look after ourselves. We do need to make sure that we're not doing anything illegal. Because if you are doing illegal, what I can't I can't be on here and say, well, this and that. No, you did something illegally. You did something that you shouldn't have done. You knew better. I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and say, Gillius really him. No, I can't do that. But I will play the equal card here. Because apparently we are in America, everything's supposed to be equal, supposedly supposed to be equal, but we all know it's not. So for Maxwell to get 20 years and the prosecution asked for 30 to 55 years and her and the judge decided that the guidelines, she would, she went to the guidelines, the guideline called for about 15 and a half to 19 and a half. See, that's, see, that's the thing right here. Uh, <laughs> the prosecutors for Kelly only asked for more than 25 years. They didn't ask for like something like substantial the way that Galeen Maxwell's did. So it's just real weird. It's weird when you look at both cases and you look at both outcomes and you look at the history of both. It's nastiness across both boards because both of them did nasty situations. But just the outcome is that a woman that was with a powerful man who had all these people uh, in a book or whatever the case have you she only gets 20 years, while R. Kelly, who everybody knew his nastiness, and I mean, it wasn't secretive. This was nastiness. This is something you can really look up on Google and everything else. He gets 30 years? It's weird off top to me. But again, I know what we're in. I know what time it is. This doesn't shock me at all, not in the slightest. But again, I just want people to understand. This whole thing is madness. Please watch out for your kids. Please do that, because if you got girls... uh there's always gonna be people looking after girls. Always. So please make sure your daughters are safe. And now people are trying to creep in with boys too. So also look after your boys too. Cause they boys are not exempted for from getting uh sex trafficked themselves. So please look after your young uh children, please. Parents and also elder siblings too. Look after your younger uh siblings as well, please. Now, on to another thing. This was uh horrible incident to happen this week again this comes from cnn on a texas road called the mouth of the wolf a semi-truck packed with migrants was abandoned in the sweltering heat a distant cry led a worker monday evening to a tractor trailer abandoned on a desolate country road under the blazing texas sun on the outskirts of the city on this barren stretch of subland adjacent to railroad tracks the perilous journey north for dozens of undocumented Migrants, many of them Mexican, ended in the back of a scorching tractor trailer nearly 150 miles north of the U.S. border with Mexico. And all 53 people died in what one Homeland Security Investigations agent called the deadliest human smuggling incident in the U.S. history. Some victims could be younger than 18. This is nothing short of a horrific human tragedy, said San Antonio Mayor Ron Nuremberg. A local businessman described the back road where the semi-truck was abandoned as La Boco del Lobo in Spanish or the mouth of the wolf because it is remote and pitch black. The road runs parallel to Interstate 35, a major north-south route in the central United States for traffic and commerce from the southern border. The interstate stretches from Laredo, Texas to Duluth, Minnesota near the Canadian border. From San Antonio, it manners north to Austin, Waco, Fort Worth, and Dallas. It's a route often exploited by smugglers at a time when record numbers of migrants are being intersected at the U.S. Mexican border. This sheds light on how dangerous human smuggling is, said Craig Larrabee. Homeland Security Investigations, San Antonio acting special agent in charge. In the past, smuggling organizations were mom and pop, Laura B. told CNN. Now they are organized and tied with the cartels. So you are a criminal organization who has no regard for the safety of the migrants. They are treated like commodities rather than people. See, for that statement, for me to be true, I look at people as people, whether you're of American of Citizenship or non American citizenship or whatever a person is a person when you strip everything away. you can look at a rich person and a poor person when you strip everything away and you just look at them and they're bearest a bear, you could just see a human period. You can look at a baby in the most purest of form. a baby is a baby, it doesn't matter what skin color they are, everything what are they? they're still a baby. they are the purest essence of a human, and I think that's what people forget whenever we start uh growing older we start getting labels placed upon us we're black we're white we're hispanic we're asian we're rich we're poor we're middle class uh we are gay black straight uh whatever the case may have you we always forget that people are humans at the end of the day and when it comes down to politics, this is basically politics one-on-one right here. They're going to say that President Biden's, his whole policy, this or this and that. Listen, dog, people have been trying to come over into American soil for years, ever since I was a small child. You will hear it on the news about how immigration was a thing. Immigration is a problem. This and that, blah, blah, blah. The smuggling of this and that. Listen, dog, listen. People are going to constantly try to get into America because America has the greatest tagline of all time. The American dream. And everybody knows what the American dream is. I have said this before on past episodes before. The American dream is basically you come here, you get to make a better life for yourself. You actually get to try to make a better life for yourself while in your other country you didn't have a choice. Certain countries you only could do a certain things and that was it. In America, you have a chance. You have a fighting chance to do something and make something of yourself. That's the tagline and the slogan for the American dream. So I don't want to hear politicians say this and that, blah, blah. No. For the longest time, there's always been America's tagline. And America has sold that to every other country in the world to make their citizens want to come over here and say, you know what? I want to go to America. I want to do this. I want to make better for my family. You hear that from every immigrant that comes over here. That's literally their one or two sentence off top when they get asked, why did you come over to America? That's always the sentence. The American dream, I always going to make better for my family here than I can in my other country. Pow. You hear that from immigrants uh, children who were born here and they mention how their parent had to uh, move from their country to come over here. Dog, that's the thing. I don't like that people died in a hot, blistering hot, semi-tractor trailer. 53 of them died in there because they wanted to just get away from Mexico to come over into America. Dude, we need to open up the freaking borders. People might say, Joe, that's more problematic than you think because jobs here this isn't that there. Listen. Listen to me now. If you were to open up the gates to America, I think that for one, a lot of jobs will be nabbed up. Yes, that's going to be the case because people are going to try to say that, but I don't think as many as people think. I think certain jobs will be grabbed like fast food industries and all that type of stuff for quick, fast cash that type of deal, yes, but in, like, the bigger, like, companies, and all that type of stuff, no, that's still gonna be reserved technically for, in their words, uh, the people with the education, the people with the college degrees, and all this type of stuff, and all that mess, and the people that have the, um, legacy acts behind them, the people that have the nepotism behind them, the people that have the buddy-buddy, those big businesses, they will still be uh, hiring those type of people before, like, the fast food industries, um, the Lowe's, the, the, all these places that need help right now, because you can go to certain jobs, and you'll see, uh, help wanted signs up there, I mean, if you were to open up the gates and allow people to come in and try to register themselves, and as Americans, and all this type of stuff, it always be, sm- instead of being, uh, smuggling in i think that will be better for america personally i think that will be better and i don't think that really will allow everybody to understand hey yo america is the place to be you don't have to die to try to get here i don't want people dying to get here it's utter madness when you think about it it's utter madness now do i think they certain people are gonna have to take a test Yes, because people are always going to say, well, what happened if they can't listen? I think there's required for them to learn English when they get here because that's the number one language across the board in America. You can't get nowhere without learning English here. Certain jobs, yes, you'll be able to speak uh, Spanish and all that type of stuff. But number one is English because a lot of people here are not going to want to try to deal with somebody that's not speaking English. So I just want to get that off top. And people might say, why not just shut up? I'm giving it to you. Straight up, just reality, not fiction is reality based. A lot of people here in America are going to want to be dealing with somebody that deals with uh, that knows how to speak English, not no other thing. If people got broken English, they at least will deal with you for a little bit before they say, OK, I need to speak to somebody else. You at least have the opportunity for that. But if you say that you don't know any type of English when you get here, yo, you got to learn that just off top. But. Other than that, that's going to be the easiest... That's going to be the only hard part for people when they get here. Learning English. Other than that, getting jobs? Okay, cool. Bang bong Cool. You got to find out residency to live in, all that type of stuff? Fine. Dude, open up the gates. Don't make this a political thing. Find out a way to do that instead of everybody dying, people dying, having to get smuggled over here. It makes no sense. I don't like it. I don't think nobody in America likes it personally. When you hear about it on the news, people being uh, trying to get from one country over here into America, and then they die on their way to get here. It makes absolute no sense to me. But again, that's just my thoughts on that situation. I do wish the families that lost loved ones in this situation nothing but uh... Thoughts and wishes and prayers. I mean, dude, because I, I wouldn't know what to say for this. If my family member was trying to go to another country and because their country was poor or uh, they were not allowed to do whatever they couldn't do and they wanted to do something over in their country that they wanted to go to and they died on the way to try to get there, dude, I wouldn't know what to do. That family is heartbroken right now and, and like they're trying to find their wits. I know that, but... Again, I do want to wish the family members nothing but um love and well wishes for that. I, I I feel bad for them. I really do. Um, another thing that happened this week it was a Amtrak train. It was hit by a dump truck and it derailed over in uh Missouri, and four people were killed as 150 were injured. And this is coming from ABC 11. As it reads, four people are dead and approximately 150 are injured after an Amtrak train was derailed after hitting a dump truck that was in an uncontrollable public crossing in missouri according to amtrak and officials eight passenger cars and two locomotive derailed at about 12 42 p.m local time amtrak said authorities confirmed tuesday that a third passenger was killed along with someone who was in the dump truck the missouri state Highway Patrol tweeted Tuesday that approximately 150 people were injured. It was something that you never think is going to happen, but when it does happen, it's far worse than anything you could have imagined. Jason Dunkard, a passenger on the train, told ABC affiliation station KMBC in Kansas City, Missouri. Jason, a high school teacher, said he was traveling with his wife and six students to Chicago for a conference when the crash occurred. He described seeing the carnage, with injured passengers and crew unable to walk. The train was en route from Los Angeles to Chicago with 243 passengers and 12 crew members on board at the time of the crash. Amtrak said all the train occupants from the scene were evacuated according to Dunn. Dozens of people have been hospitalized. Officials at Hendrick Medical Center accepted seven patients from the scene, while officials at MU Healthcare University Hospital slash Columbia said its facility was treating 16 patients as of 10 p.m. Eastern time. Perishing Memorial Hospital received between 15 and 20 people from the accident. Passenger Rob Nightingale, 58, told ABC News his train car tipped to the side and he climbed through a window to escape. He said he saw a little girl crying and her family trying to comfort her. Some people were covered in blood, he added. Abroad the train were two Boy Scouts from Appleton, Wisconsin, that sprang into action, breaking windows and helping to evacuate passengers. Two of the Scouts' mothers told ABC affiliation station W. Bay in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Scouts were even attempted to save the life of the dump truck driver, the mothers Sarah Birkin and Nicole Tierney said. Now, later in the week, um, the wife of the dump, dump truck driver, um, who was killed, she would file a wrongful death suit to two defendants. And the first defendant is um, Mariano Rodriguez, a manager in the BNSF Railroads Railways Engineering Department. Uh, Rodriguez is in charge of ensuring the safety, proper inspection, and maintenance of railroad crossing like the one near Mandan. the suit says. But the widow alleged that he failed to do so, citing the crossings and Paired sight triangles, and excessively small crossing angle and other impairments, including slopped approaches, brush trees, and vegetation blocking a full view of ongoing trains and some coordinates. She said the surfaces of the crossing were narrow, roughly, and poorly maintained. Additionally, the crossing did not have bells, gates, or lights to warn vehicles of an approaching train. It only had cross bucks or signs saying that the tracks were nearby. The suit says the other party that she is suing as well in this suit is Sheraton County, Missouri, where the crash took place for the same compensation. The lawsuit alleges that the county failed its duty to properly design, inspect, and maintain its roads, including the approaches to the crossings. It says the county violated several roadway standards as well. Prior to the crash, residents had reported to the county's road authority several issues at the crossing, the suit said. Therefore, the suit alleges the county was aware of the problems and its neglect caused or directly contributed to her husband's death. So... With that, now we got a thing going on here. This is, is, is bad on all ends because if you mean to tell me there's no type of lights or anything for this thing, there's no bells, there's no type of gate or light to warn vehicles of an approaching train, that's a problem. You need that all around, but also a driver does need to know what's going on around them. So, ah, this is a tricky one for me. Because I was taught in driving school and also when my parents kind of it into me to always pay attention to what's going on on the roads, know what's going around in your surroundings. If you're going to jump somebody, know like the three cars ahead of it or know your roads around it, like all that type of stuff, you got to know what's going on around you. So if you are next to a uh, railroad crossing, you got to look both ways before you go around and drive across it you got to know your surroundings. so but if it's your job to inspect this stuff and make sure everything's up to date and up to code you failed at your job on this one you failed at it so she, i can see her winning some type of suit for this but All in all, I feel sorry for everybody that's lost their life. I feel sorry for them. I'm glad that not a lot of people lost their life. Only four. I mean, it's it's four. It's still bad, but it's not as bad as it could have been the way that this accident looked. So, um, again, I wish people love and light in this situation. I hope that this doesn't happen again. But um, who knows? It's all about people paying attention. Also, also about people doing their job and make sure that... um, Train tracks and the railroad tracks have all these uh, safety precautions to make sure the drivers are safe in knowing that a train is coming. On to another unfortunate incident, uh, as this was coming from CBS News. woman shot in head killed while pushing baby stroller in New York City. A 20-year-old woman died after being shot in the head while pushing her three-month-old in a stroller in Manhattan's Upper East Side Wednesday night. The toddler wasn't injured. New York City Police Commissioner Keychant Sewell said in a news conference that the victim was pushing the stroller when a man approached from behind and fired a single shot into her head from a very close range, then fled. The victim was rushed to the hospital and pronounced dead about an hour later, Sewell said. She was identified Thursday as 20-year-old Asia Johnson of Staten Island. Asia didn't deserve this, family friend Ebony Pauline told CBS News York. I don't think nobody would want to hurt Asia because she's a good person. The suspect remains at large. Sources told CBS New York that police do not believe it was a random shooting and consider the father of the child, a 22 year old man with a criminal record, a person of interest. Those sources said that detectives have obtained surveillance video of Johnson meeting with the f- child's father at some point prior to the shooting. Meanwhile, New York City. Mayor Eric Adams also spoke at Wednesday's news conference and pointed to the problem of the over proliferation of guns on our streets. When a woman is pushing a baby carriage down the block and is shot at point blank range, it shows just how this nation's problem is impacting families. Adams said it doesn't matter if you are on the Upper East Side or East New York, Brooklyn, the oversaturation of guns endangers people. So for me to understand, she got killed executioner style executioner style is mean up close to you point blank pow into your head uh i don't understand i don't get it if it's the allegedly if they say the sources are saying that it's supposed to be the child's father it makes no sense to me i don't get it i don't get it why people are shooting people in the head again there's certain safety protocols there's certain protocols you just don't do you don't shoot somebody as they're with a baby stroller you don't you don't do that come on dog i don't care how much hatred you have in your soul and your bone from them they have a baby next to them the baby can get popped or baby can get injured and you will have to be the death of the person that's carrying that's Either pushing the baby stroller and the baby or just the person. It doesn't make sense. It's nastiness across the board. I don't like it. I hope that they catch whoever did this. It just it's it's utter nastiness to me. And if it's supposedly the father, you could have easily got him. You can look at exactly where he's located. Does he have a job somewhere, any of that? It's just gonna require you to do some actual work and some digging, but it's easily able to be obtained. Um another nasty and I mean nasty thing that happened this week was a subway employee pushed a five-year-old son under counter before being shot over too much mayo. This happened in Atlanta. A subway employee remains in critical condition after she was shot in a southwest Atlanta subway. Police said the gunman was upset because the sandwich had too much mayonnaise on it. The shooting happened Sunday evening at the restaurant on Northside Drive in Markham Street. Two women were shot, and one of them died. Police said they were able to track down the gunman thanks to a tip. Police said the woman who was killed was 26 years old. A relative told Channel 2's Tom Jones that the other victim, 24-year-old Jada Statham, was hit twice after she pushed her son under the counter to keep him from being hurt. Al Bailey, co-owner of the Subway, said that a third worker shot at the gunman. Statham's sister told Jones that she was hit twice and is in the ICU. Atlanta police officers said that this was a case of someone with a gun who didn't know how to resolve conflict without resorting to violence. Jones talked to Stadium's uncle, who said that her son witnessed her mother getting shot and that she is doing all right. Police have not released the name of the person they arrested or the charges he faces. The co-owner did not release the name of the worker who was killed because he's waiting on the next of kin to be notified. That is nasty off top. Come on, dude. You're going to kill somebody over your sandwich had too much mayo? You can at least bark at them and you say, Ayo, dog, you put too much mayo on my Or you are watching them make your sandwich. You are watching them. This ain't like a diner experience where they are back in the back and you don't see it and you see the finished product. No, my G, you are watching them make the sandwich in your face and you can say, Ayo, that's too much mayo on it. Or they can scrape it off or they can get you another bread and they redo your sandwich. That's what you could do. My dude, you didn't have to shoot somebody with a gun. So now somebody's dead. You're going to be facing murder charges over a sandwich? A sandwich. So, so stupid. This tells you certain people don't deserve guns out here. Again, guns are only reserved to kill somebody if they are in legitimate danger and they feel that their life is being threatened. That's whenever you have to pull a gun out and all this type of stuff. This was nothing but a little tap that you could have said, Ayo, you got too much mayo on my sandwich. This was not a gun type situation. Whoever shot this person was a complete idiot. They don't have the name out, but again, it's, it's completely stupid. Across the board, I am so sorry that the person had to die for somebody's stupidity over a sandwich. A sandwich, man. Ah, uh, so dumb. Another thing that was uh, tragic This come from the Kansas City Star. Man paralyzed fellow student who ruined his chances of sex with two women, Fed said. A technical school student in Oklahoma was left paralyzed from a 2017 attack after a classmate blamed him for interfering with his sex life, federal authorities say. Now the attacker has been sentenced to more than four years in federal prison according to June 24th News release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Oklahoma. Jace Christian Williams, 23, of Miami, Oklahoma, must also serve three years of supervised release following the completion of his time in prison. In a cowardly act, Mr. Williams blindsided and paralyzed a fellow student, then remorselessly bragged about his crime, FBI Oklahoma City Special Agent in Charge Edward Gray said in the news release. Authorities say, Williams and the victim attended a vocational technical school in Afton. In days prior to the attack, Williams repeatedly expressed anger towards the victim because he felt the victim had interfered and ruined Williams' chance of having a sexual encounter with two women. Williams went as far as to tell one student that he would to make sure the victim couldn't use his arms or legs for five months, authorities continued. The defense attorney representing Williams did not immediately respond to a June 27th request for comment from McClay News, but in court records, he argues Williams and the victim agreed to a fight. On November 3rd, 2017, officials say Williams and his classmate both showed up to watch an unrelated fight between two other men. While the victim and other students assembled in a circle waiting for the fight to begin, multiple witnesses from different vantage points saw Williams suddenly attack the victim from behind. According to the news release, in a maneuver similar to what is commonly referred to as a suplex, Williams wrapped his arms around the victim's body, lifted him backwards, and slammed him headfirst onto the ground. Williams is accused of then punching the victim over and over in the back. A witness called 911 and waited for help as Williams left with his driver authority set. The driver recalled Williams bragging about what he did and calling it fun. The victim was taken to Missouri Hospital where he was diagnosed with paralysis, and according to the news release, he is now a quadriplegic. A federal jury found Williams guilty of maiming in Indiana County and assault resulting in serious bodily injury in Indiana County earlier this year. Prosecutors argue for a 10-year prison sentence more than double the time he was given. What are we doing? This dude did this on purpose. This man made somebody paralyzed. How are we just going to say 10 years? How are you going to say 10 it's more than that. I don't care how old this kid was. You mean to tell me what? No, 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 no. This kid needs to get be put in jail for more than just the 10 years that you wanted, but they ultimately end up giving him, what, three years? No, supervised, but four years in federal prison? So he got four years in prison, but then when he comes out, he gets three years, of basically somebody had to look after him. So basically... Either house arrest or something like that. He has to be looked after. So, four years in prison isn't enough for paralyzing somebody. You paralyzed them. No. Over because you could, you think that he ruined your chances of having sex with two women? Come on, dog. Come on. That makes no sense, man. It makes no sense. you ruined somebody's whole entire life. Again, another person being stupid. You ruined somebody's whole entire life because of an encounter that you wanted to have with two other women. Dude, find two other women. You could to find two other women to have an encounter with. It's not, what, were you that low self-esteem that you couldn't or something? Dude, come on, dude. Come on. This was not worth it. That was not worth it. So now, I, I would be upset if I was the guy that's paralyzed right now. You mean to tell me you only gave him four years? He paralyzed me. He paralyzed me. And you give him four years in prison with three years of being supervised as soon as he comes out? Nah, that, see again, this is again, why inside of this episode madness, this is madness. You guys gave somebody four years prison, three years supervised for paralyzing somebody. So a grown person can paralyze somebody purposely and get sentenced to jail for only, what, four years? That's what you're trying to tell me? At least in that part of the area, other states are real different. But I believe certain things need to be across the book just standard. Paralyzing somebody on purpose, dude, that's a standard. Dude, that should not be four years. That should be more than four years. That should be some criminal stuff, bro. Because you're taking away somebody's legit livelihood. Now they got to, like, they got to now learn a new skill about themselves. They got to figure out a way how they're going to get around. They got to figure out a way how they're going to do this and that. And now if they can't, you are putting an extra burden on the people they like the parents or even the siblings did not have to look after, a, one, a look after their sibling or their son that at one time was able to actually move around, do things for themselves, but now they're paralyzed. It uh, this isn't right. It's not right. It's not fair. I don't like it. It's it's disgusting to me. Uh, we had another idiot here. This is coming from Yahoo News. Man who was nineteen, allegedly threatened mass shooting at Amazon factory as he called the Uvalde shooter an idol. Police in San Antonio arrested a 19-year-old man Monday after he allegedly told a co-worker at an Amazon warehouse that he planned to carry out a mass shooting at the facility. Rodolfo Aceves was taken into custody without incident, according to police, and has been charged with making terroristic threats. Based on information gathered, an employee of the location heard the suspect claiming he was going to do a mass shooting at his place of business, a synopsis of the incident provided to the Yahoo News by Officer Ricardo Guzman of San Antonio Police Department said. Credible information to support the threat was developed during the investigation by homicide detectives. Rodolfo has reportedly told a female co-worker last Friday after a fire alarm went off and employees evacuated the building that it would be a good idea for someone to pull the fire alarm to have Workers exit the building in case of a mass shooting. He later alleged said he planned to carry out one. According to local station KSAT TV, the co-worker didn't tell anyone about the threat Friday because she, was, she said she was afraid of Rodolfo and feared he would retaliate. But she changed her mind Monday and told her managers after becoming increasingly worried that Rodolfo would carry out his plan. The woman said Rodolfo revered the Uvalde shooter, an 18-year-old gunman who last month killed 19 children and two teachers calling him an idol. She added that Rodolfo had recently said he was tired of living and had purchased an AR-style rifle. See? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is it. This is what I'm saying right here, right here. What do people need with AR, AR weaponry? I mean, like, big old heavy weaponry. What do regular butt-butt civilians need with those type of weapons? Nothing. That right there just showed you everything right there. I just told you that. And a woman t- saying that he just recently just bought an AR-style rifle after he said he was tired of living. Come on, dog. This is a problem. This is a big problem. Uh, I just think that certain people need to be evaluated and figure out what's going on. What is really going on he's Rodolfo is currently on bond for fifty thousand dollars, so again ten percent of fifty thousand is five thousand dollars. It makes no sense to me why we are constantly doing this. What's going on? I think certain people need to be looked at I think certain people do actually need to have their uh they need to be checked out they need to be looked at and actually put in a place where yo, what's going on with you? What's what's the point? What's the what's this and that and all that type of stuff because this doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to shoot up your place of business, a place of work? And you're only nineteen, man. You haven't you still got the rest of your life to live. Certain people, just like he said, he said he's tired of living. Well then ah call the suicide hotline. Call the suicide hotline, let them try to help you out with that before you try to go off on just try to shoot up everybody and then ultimately kill yourself. That makes no sense. Again, I'm not one for advertising suicide. I'm not, I always say that, yo, you need to get yourself checked out, get yourself looked at, and all this type of stuff. But if you have the plan, and this is just me just saying this right now, if you have the plan and saying you're tired of living and you try to suicide, and all this type of stuff, and you plan on trying to go on a murder spree, don't do that. Just Just off yourself, dude. Just off yourself and save everybody the time of you trying to shoot everybody else so you can be remembered as something. Don't do that. That's disgusting. That's nastiness. I don't... Again, I do not side with the side of uh, suicide and all this type of stuff. That's not for me. I like for people to live and continue out the rest of their life because I guarantee you there's somebody that will like to see you live. But if you are just... Done and fed up and all this type of stuff like he said I'm tired of living (sighs) try to call up a suicide hotline first and then if you still feel this type of way and all the meds and all that type of stuff didn't help and you feel like you want to take other people down with you don't do that just kill yourself and call it a day that's just the way I feel I can't speak for everybody else that's just the way that I feel now Onto a outbreak that shut down a chocolate factory. And this comes coming from Reuters. As it says, salmonella halts output at the world's biggest chocolate factory. Uh, Barry Kallenburnt has halted production at its WISE plant in Belgium, which it says is the world's biggest chocolate factory. After discovering salmonella in a production lot on Monday, the Swiss chocolate maker said on Thursday. Uh, Barry informed the Belgian food authorities... F-A-V-V about the incident that has taken the precautionary measures to stop all chocolate production lines and to block all products manufactured since the time of testing. We are currently reaching out to all customers who may have received impacted products. The chocolate production NYs will remain suspended until further notice. The company's quality experts identified Lexitane. As the source of the contamination, it said, as lexatine is used in all chocolate productions, we have taken the precautionary measures to stop all production lines and to block all products manufactured since the time of testing. While we continue to root cause, analyze, and risk assessment, it said, it also asks customers to block any shipped products. Barry will now take the time to continue with the very Diligent root cause analysis, keeping the F.A.V.V. informed in the process. When that is completed, the lines will be clean and disinfected before resuming the production process, it said. So whoever got chocolate from Wise, you probably not. You probably don't want to eat that. I've never seen their chocolate before. I had to Google search it just to see what their chocolate looked like. And I can say from the stores I go to, I don't ever see those type of chocolate. So if you happen to see any like calibrant chocolate, don't eat it uh, until they like inform you of that. Again, this is chocolate you'll probably find like in some other like store or you probably gotta look for it online or something. But like your Walmart, your um uh, uh what other food places like Kroger's, your food places that you would get your like local stuff or even like your Publix and all this type of stuff, you don't I don't see it. Certain people might. I haven't. But if you happen to see a C-A-L-L-E-B-A-U-T chocolate, don't do it. Do not uh eat that. All right. Um, I want to say that I want to congratulate Apple for a minute. Because if you have been listening to me for a good solid year, and some odd time, you have known that I've been complaining to Apple for a long time whenever they would get news stories, but they wouldn't post it on their Apple phones. Like, say, for example, whenever like certain big time uh, murder cases were being broadcasted or it was time for like a trial to start a big murder trial or a big type of trial would start you wouldn't see it on your Apple phones. At least for me, I wouldn't. But they would be posting like tr- trivial stuff that only certain people would care about. Like, okay, uh the NBA Finals will be coming on this week. This uh what else was it? It was another one, uh the Super Bowl. They'll be putting that up there and all this type of like trivial things that not a lot of people pay attention to unless you're a sports fan. But I believe that certain news topics like uh the trial for the january 6th they started trying to finding some uh evidence for that they wouldn't post that on their phones they wouldn't post other things but this week they posted up uh the supreme court uh two things about the supreme court because the supreme court was really active this week uh the first thing that they posted up was the supreme court is allowing the biden administration to end trump era remain in mexico policy as it's coming from insider The Supreme Court on Thursday ruled in favor of the Biden administration's bid to end a controversial Trump-era immigration policy commonly known as Remain in Mexico. Chief Justice John Roberts delivered an opinion, a 5-4 decision joined by Justice Brett Kavanaugh and the court's three liberals, Justice Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Keegan. Um, the Remain in Mexico policy, formerly known as Migrant Protection Protocols, was, in pl- was put in place by President Donald Trump in 2018. The policy said non-U.S. citizens looking to enter the country through the southern border would have to stay in Mexico instead of the United States until their immigration proceedings are completed. Opponents say the program is inhumane to migrants and put them in dangerous conditions. The Supreme Court examined whether Biden must uphold the Trump-era immigration policy or if his administration Department of Homeland Security can legally put an end to it. In a statement, DHS said that the agency welcomed the decision and will continue our efforts to terminate the program as soon as legally permissible, adding that it would enforce Title 42 for the time being. When When Biden took office in 2021, he ended the policy but quickly faced pushback from the state of texas and missouri well the state lawmakers in texas and missouri who argue that rescinding the law would violate federal immigration law lower federal courts ultimately ruled that the biden administration must reinstate the policy forcing it back into place the supreme court ruled on thursday that the administration did not violate federal law when it tried to end the program so what this means is that people that Try to get into, try to come to America, but would get detained. They would have to go back to Mexico while their uh, legal processes of filling out the paperwork and all that stuff would get processed. They would have to go back to Mexico while that stuff would get processed and have to be filled out and get go through the proper channels. Now with this situation of the Biden administration trying to end it, that means that people that try to come from Mexico over into America and they fill out the paperwork they will now probably be staying over in America. They don't have to go back to Mexico, but they'll probably have to stay in America, probably like somewhere in a different location until everything gets situated, until they are documented and saying that, yeah, you are able to stay here, or they will nix their, uh nix the process of them becoming an American citizen. So that's one thing the Supreme Court was doing this week. Another thing the Supreme Court ruled on is that it's come from Rolling Stone. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 that the planet, well, they said that the planet should burn. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled on Thursday that the Environmental Protection Agency cannot regulate how much climate pollution power plants emite under the Clean Air Act. The court ruled 6-3 along ideological lines with Chief Justice John Roberts writing the majority opinion. Capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level level that will enforce a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day. Roberts wrote, but it is not plausible that Congress gave the EPA the authority to adopt on its own such a regulatory scheme. A decision of such magnitude and consequences rests with Congress itself or an agency acting duplicit to a clear delegation from that representative body. Uh, The West Virginia versus Environmental Protection Agency stems from the Clean Air Act and Obama-era law that mandated certain emissions regulations. West Virginia was one of the several fossil fuel-rich states to sue EPA over the regulations leading to the Supreme Court to rule that the Clean Power Plant- The part of the Clean Air Act that called for emissions regulations must be suspended until the courts can uphold its legitimacy, well, legality. The Trump administration issued its own industry-friendly plan that may have even increased emissions, but it never went into full effect either. The courts struck the Affordable Clean Energy Plan down just as the former president was leaving the office. It's now up to the Biden administration to propose a replacement. It will be severely limited in its ability to do so thanks to the Supreme Court's ruling on Thursday. So what I'm basically trying to say, what I'm thinking is that they're trying to uh, stop power plants from uh, throwing out smog and all this type of smoke that basically kills the planet Slowly but fastly every single day. I think they're trying to stop that. They're trying to somehow maintain and regulate that type of stuff. That's what I'm getting from this. I'm not too sure. I don't know the hooks and crooks of it all. But my thing is this. If you guys remembered two years ago. Whenever we were stuck in the house. And everything else was going down. It seemed to me that the planet was starting to reheal itself. Meaning that uh, insects were outside everybody was outside the water and all that type of stuff would start to be regulated not regulated but it just was moving in a certain way and the wind was it was different it was something i'm not sure if people were able to look at it that way but i was actually able to look at it and i was able to be outside just a little bit from time to time and i noticed it how the the air was different the air was different when not a lot of people being outside were people being stuck inside their home because they were afraid of covid coming around because at the time everybody was told that it was an airborne disease and all this type of stuff and you had to stay inside your homes it was so different the air and the wildlife and the water all, everything outside nature was different and it just seemed at the time that the earth was healing itself after so much destruction as we've been causing it and all that good stuff We didn't notice it until, well, at least I did, because I was able to see people posting on Instagram. People were posting it up, how things were different. And I thought to myself, well, the earth's healing itself because not a lot of people are outside because we're stuck inside our own homes. So now that we're back outside and you're starting to see uh, things starting to, uh, now we're back to our regular shenanigans, you now have to wonder to yourself, okay, what's the deal? Are we killing Earth? Are we back on that time? Are we killing Earth or we're not killing Earth? Is global warming real, not real? You got people now going back to that. Listen to me. If you guys could just think about it and stop. Just think about how the air was different back in 2020 and even early parts of 2021 when you were still stuck inside the house. When you would just go outside just to get that breather and you just felt the air just being different. That tells you that the world was fixing itself after constantly being beat up by us so much so i implore everybody please and please big companies these uh coal companies or these big industries that throw out smog and all the stuff in the air please try to limit that and allow the earth to be able to rebuild itself because if the earth is dying guess what we're dying one thing guess what when we die there's nothing more we can do about it all right when the earth dies we're done we are literally out the paint we're done and I ain't trying to be out the pain. I want that to happen years, 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 years after I'm gone and years after my great, great, great greats are gone. I hope the Earth never goes out. But, hey, man, I, I don't know what to say about this right now. I just know that I want the Earth to rebuild itself and constantly rebuild itself. And I want these big uh, industries that are blowing out uh, smog and everything else to limit that. Try to limit it as much as you can, the same way that you did in... The pandemic era just limit it and allow the earth to rebuild itself. That's all I'm asking. And finally, uh, Kataji Brown, she is now part of the Supreme Court. She was sworn in as the first black female to be part of the Supreme Court. She was sworn in Thursday as the newest Supreme Court justice as she took over the spot of former Justice Stephen uh, Breyer, who was 83, who retired just minutes before the swearing-in process of Ketanji Brown-Jackson. So I'm happy she's now part of the Supreme Court now. This is the first time the Supreme Court have four women being on there. She's the third black person just to be in the Supreme Court. The first two were uh, Thurgood Marshall, and currently, who's still on the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas, who is still getting a lot of hate for him being like the guy that people are placing at the head of the whole Roe v. Wade situation of it being overturned. So she is now on the stand with uh, Clarence Thomas. So it's going to be a interesting situation to see how a black woman and a black man deal with each other on the uh, Supreme Court, especially with them having two different ideologies, I believe, in my opinion, I think. But um, it's. I'm glad that she was now up there. I believe, personally, when we look at the Supreme Court, they're the only people up there that have a lifelong position, meaning they are up there either until they die or either until they decide to give up the spot. And for me, I don't know how to feel about that. People might say, yo, there needs to be some checks and balances. Every other position in America, presidents up there for four years and then they got to be reelected. Your mayors, your governors your senators they have a certain time and they got to be re-elected people are saying that yo the supreme court should be the same thing i don't know what to say my whole thing is that yo if that's been the case for all these years i don't know how you're gonna try to change that now i don't know who's gonna side with on changing the whole ideas of the supreme court uh people always have to be up for renomination. i personally am not with that idea because if you do that guess what you probably want to stick with the devil that you know instead of the devil that you don't know. Because guess what? If you do that idea, right, you might end up with somebody way worser than the last person that you just had. And they ain't going to be on a reign of tower terror for straight up two or three years or however however long the allotted time is for them until it's time for them to be reelected again. And certain people might not care to be reelected. They just want to get their crap in and then they'd be like, all right, I got my stuff in. I'm out now. No. Just keep the Supreme Court stuff the way it is. Let them have this lifelong stuff. I believe that they'll know when it's time to give it up. Certain people don't, and they die with it, but they've earned it. They went through the whole court system. They they did their educational process. They played all the games to get to the spot. Hey, they earned their spot, and they're on the Supreme Court, so allow them to keep that. But again, congratulations to Kataji Brown Jackson for being sworn in as the first black female of the Supreme Court and uh i hope that she enjoys her time on the supreme court now with that being said let me get you guys out of here uh my socials you can find me at on twitter at my two podcast instagram my two cents podcast g2 remember all these are all one word uh email me if you want to email me my email is my two cents pod yahoo.com uh you can email me about anything if you just want to talk to me about a topic that i missed or a topic that i didn't uh, cover as much that you think i should cover email me there or if you're just down and out you can email me on that email i'm always readily available i check it every day so don't think that you are bothering me trust me i am here um i want to thank apple podcast google podcast podbeam audible and uh amazon spotify all these podcasting houses that allow me to be under their umbrella and allow me to do what i do without uh any type of backlash on me i really do appreciate it um i want to thank you all for downloading the episode and constantly downloading the episodes they help me out a lot they allow me to look at uh who's downloading from each state or country and allow me to see uh how many people are downloading it and let me see just what's going down i thank you and if you could please subscribe to any of these uh platforms that you are listening to the podcast for because when you do that you allow other people to know about the podcast and it gets to spread around worldwide faster and if you could please leave a review as well because it allows me to get uh better at this podcast and with that all being said always remember i love you i love you I love you all. I thank you. Please have a great Fourth of July weekend. Please be safe on these roads. There are dickheads out here. There are people that don't care about you. They just care about themselves. Please be careful. I hope you enjoyed your Saturday. I hope you have a good Sunday. I hope you have a good Fourth of July tomorrow. Also, there will be another episode of uh, my two cents podcast, but uh coming out today. But it will be of uh, Money in the bank. Money in the bank happened last night. I will be giving my review of that today. You'll be hearing from me today. Is probably already out now. When you hear it, hear this. Whenever you do hear it, but just be known that there's another episode of uh, my podcast today. But with that all being said, I love you all. I thank you. This is a goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding once again. I love you. Please have a great 4th of July weekend. Please have a great 4th of July. You'll hear from me again Saturday from Wrestling Allies Week, if you listen to that, or next Sunday for things in the news that I think you guys should be aware of. But with that all being said, I love you. I thank you. And Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus I- wept. I-